Hello, and welcome to the Heart Awake podcast. This is Janessa. It is wonderful to connect with you again. And in this episode, we are doing our solstice celebration together. I have had it on my heart for the last few days that I really want to share some of my reflections around the solstice time. As I record this, it is just before the winter solstice. I live in the Northern Hemisphere, so it is the time of year when the days are getting shorter, or at least the daylight is decreasing. And it is getting dark even before 5 p.m. where I am right now, which feels so early. And it's it's an interesting time of year. I have a very mixed relationship with it. And maybe this resonates with you. There's so much around the holidays, culturally, socially, that can be challenging. There's a lot that comes up for some people with grief and loss. These thresholds and these portals that we move through individually and collectively that hold so much energy for us. This time of celebrating and reflecting and gathering can feel overwhelming at times. I I often feel this during the holiday season, during December, and I have a little bit of that like holiday hangover that moves into January. I'll, I'll be quite frank this is not my favorite time of year (laughs) because of these challenges. And perhaps that's because I am, I consider myself a bit more of an emotionally sensitive or perceptive person. And it's almost like as the daylight decreases and the night grows in its duration, the nighttime, the night sky it's an interesting experience where I feel more sensitive, maybe a little bit more vulnerable to my own challenges around energy and keeping my own good personal hygiene with boundaries and all of that. And there's almost like this deepening into the magic of this time of year, because I also feel that the solstice time, in particular the winter solstice, feels quite potent in its connection to the dark. I think about the moon card in the tarot and how we as human beings project so much onto the darkness and so much onto the nighttime and this lunar way of living and relating and being that just isn't as supported in our current culture. And so I just say all this because there's so much here for us. This is a rich time of reflection and discerning for ourselves, what do we really need? What do you really need for your self-care as you navigate the next few weeks, as you navigate this solstice portal, any holidays you may or may not celebrate, and begin a new year, at least according to our current calendar. This January 1st date gets so much attention, doesn't it? (laughs) That's a topic for another day. I find it fascinating how we can put so much pressure on ourselves to have this huge transition into the new year and have all these resolutions and 
these intentions. And I love setting intentions. I love ritualistic transition. I talk about moving through portals and thresholds all the time. But it's one thing when that is coming from a place of internal truth and it's coming from a place of authentic, you know, I just really feel it's a time for me to reflect and go inward and hone in on what I want to create next versus the external pressure that we often get, which is you need to go to all the celebrations, all of the gatherings, eat this certain way, behave this certain way, talk this certain way, give these gifts, do this, do that. And then the pressure of, okay, now it's a new year and you need to somehow deal with like I said, that energetic hangover of this time and recognizing, oh, wow, that actually really depleted me. And I'll honor and respect the fact that for some folks, they love the holidays. I'm sure there are people out there who feel super energized by it. I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> and so wherever you are in this process, I just want you to know you're not alone. And as we explore the theme of solstice, I want to highlight the invitation to slow down as much as possible and pause during this time. I mean, even when we look at the word solstice and the energy of this week around December 21st, when the solstice occurs and the sun moves into the sign of Capricorn, the etymology for this word, it's from Latin and its meaning is traced to this idea of the sun and also the Latin word for standing still, meaning the sun is standing still. How still can you be? How still can you let yourself be during this time when there's so much activity and so much energy and, and so many moving pieces and parts, whether it's figuring out your travel plans or your community or family gatherings or just everything seems to be upped and increased. <laughs> and I am really trying to practice asking myself the question often, how simple can I make this? How slow can I move through this as a way to honor this energy of the solstice? The solstice, according to astronomy, is, is the time when the sun is the greatest distance from the equator. And according to astrology, as I've alluded to and already mentioned, it, it's the transition that we experience, the move into the cardinal signs of the zodiac for the summer solstice in the, in the northern hemisphere we move into the cardinal water sign of cancer and for the winter solstice this week we are moving into the cardinal earth sign of capricorn the cardinal uh, signs of the zodiac are the signs that are the beginnings of seasons it is opening up a new chapter, maybe even a new book for you this time of year. I feel that way a little bit. There, there are many chapters and maybe even some books that have been closed when it comes to my personal story and life and transformation this year. So take the time to slow down and pause and reflect on what has happened for you this year. 
journal about it, speak about it to yourself, pray about it, create some sort of outlet for yourself to honor and process this transition, whether it's some piece of art, it's poetry, it's movement, it's song, or even if it's just through your tears and your laughter. (laughs) There's so many ways we can, in an embodied sense, process these energies. Because with any beginning, there is also an ending. As we move into the sign of Capricorn or the sun moves into the sign of Capricorn, we have a birth and we have a death. And so what would you like to mourn this time of year? What would you like to honor? What kind of funeral pyre would you like to set for yourself? Maybe it's certain behaviors. Maybe it's relationships that are ending or connections that are changing or habits or places you go or things you do, whatever it is to honor this time of transition. The solstice is ultimately a culmination or a turning point. What I love about some of the language around the solstice is this idea of coming to the furthest limit, right? The the furthest limit of perhaps our understanding, our current understanding of who we are and why we're here. And these are like little mini deaths that we move through. And they are also beautiful in how much potential there is for something new to come with this season. So take the time to stand still, reflect, and connect in with what you do want to create, not from the New Year's resolution, mumbo jumbo, you know, consumeristic (laughs) kind of like you got to go sign up for the gym membership and do all the things. I mean, if you want to do that and that's aligned for you, beautiful, go do that. (laughs) But being very clear on what is connected to what your heart is calling you to create and to experience as you move into this new year. These are all the invitations that I'm feeling. And I just want to reiterate for you because I imagine I'm not alone in this experience. And the other piece that I am exploring around this solstice time and this week is the tradition of Yule. And this is a pagan tradition. The roots are not entirely clear, although the holiday or the celebration of Yule is often attributed to Germanic peoples and Scandinavia. And this feels really important for me personally because my grandmother is full Swedish. Um, She, you know, was first generation I I can trace back my own family heritage to specific places in Sweden, a place I've never been, but there's so much history there. And I've been feeling the call to go back to my own roots. And this is a complicated topic. This is a complicated topic. But to come back to that cardinal earth energy, this desire to connect to the earth, to the roots, to dig to excavate, to explore for ourselves, who am I and where do I come from? And what 
what do I want to bring forward with me into this next phase from that exploration? So that's also really present for me. I've observed Yule in my own way before, and I'm looking forward to playing it with my own rituals this week. And I'll be traveling for a lot of the week, like many, many people. (laughs) But to tap into that question of why do we have ritual? Why, why Why do we have these traditions? That's also a Capricorn theme. What significance is there with this story making and storytelling that happens across our individual lifetimes, right? As, as we come to know ourselves more and we further refine and edit and write new stories about who we are, but also this intergenerational piece and the stories we pass down. And where do they really come from? Why, why does it matter? There's so much in spiritual communities around how you just need to be here now. And I talk about that. I talk about the importance of being present, the importance of being here. I'm even saying a lot in this conversation we're having, which is be here, be still, and reflect, reconnect. In fact, I'm going to offer some themes here, some R words (laughs) that I have been playing with these last few days. And and the first is, is essentially what we've been talking about, which is this idea of reclamation. What does it mean to return to our roots? What does it mean to question our lineage, to ask what kind of legacy have I come from and what kind of legacy do I want to create? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? From one perspective, you could argue, oh, well, that doesn't matter. And from another perspective, I do believe that context is powerful. Context and roots and lineage help us understand who we are in relationship to others. Because we're not in this alone. We can't lose sight of what has happened as individuals, as families, as communities, as cultures. If we lose sight of that, we lose our story, and I think we lose a part of ourselves. So what are you looking to reclaim for yourself this holiday season or this Capricorn season or this December or January season, whatever season you want to call it? Another R word that I've been sitting with a lot this week is rebellion. (laughs) Oh, and I think this is coming up for me a lot because I've opted out of a lot of my own familial, cultural, social traditions over the last few years. And this year in particular, a lot of this is coming to a head where I'm just, I'm saying no, you know, I'm saying no. And not from a place of, well, I think that these traditions are wrong or bad. It's more just coming from a place of if I listen to what I'm really being called to do, how I'm being called to spend my time, so much is falling away. There's a clarity. 
here when we're willing to say, what do I really care about and what matters to me during this time and letting go of the social expectations, which can feel a little rebellious. It certainly can be perceived as a bit rebellious. So rebellion is another theme that I've been sitting with. And and I'd offer you the question, are there any areas of your life right now where you want to light the fire a bit more (laughs) with your rebellious spirit from a place of truth and authenticity? Another R word or re word that comes to mind is relationship. I've described this a little bit already on this podcast episode, but the the relationship that we have with nature, the natural cycles and rhythms that we see occurring outside ourselves, you know, that's why I love the moon. That's why I love lunar cycles and playing with the new moon energy and the full moon energy. And I love going outside at night and being in relationship with the moon. And that's why this seasonal transition is so powerful. So what relationships in your life this time of year do you want to prioritize and play with more, experiment more? And the final RE word that comes to mind for me is rebirth. Yeah, rebirth. What does it mean to be born again, moment to moment? season to season, day to day, week to week, whatever it is, how much permission can we give ourselves to be reborn, to explore new identities and ways of being, to shed the ones that no longer feel like they're us? I remember the the first few months and maybe even a couple of years when I really started to wake up to my own truth, I guess you could say. And it felt it felt like such a stretch to let go of certain identities. Like, oh my God, but if I let go of that identity as this person or as this kind of person what would i what would i do what would i be without it and how much discomfort and fear can come up as a result of that and you know you go through that process a few times and at least this was my experience the more and more you do it the freer you feel the freer at least i felt to welcome the next phase welcome the next chapter or welcome the next me that was trying to to come through to be born into this world and it's almost comical actually when you start to do it enough and recognize that some of these identities and some of the ways that that we compartmentalize each other and and categorize and and differentiate it's like it's so arbitrary isn't it is so arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. I'm just giggling because I'm thinking about how attached I was to this idea as, as just a little example of, of being um, being an academic. 
<laughs> I went to Stanford for my undergraduate degree and I have my my graduate degree in business and school and academia was such a huge part of my life. It was how I I really justified any sense of my own self-worth. Well, I'm I'm worthy or I'm, you know, I'm this or that because because I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> because I can study, which ultimately was just about, I can pass exams. <laughs> I can excel in school. And there was such an attachment to that. And when I started to realize that, that so much of this is like, whoa, wait a second. I can let that define me or I can really dig into what are the values underneath these identities that actually matter to me, right? Which is the process of, of being open and being willing to learn. That's the core value. And that comes through in every moment. It doesn't matter what degree you get or what, where you went to school or what, what letters you put after your name. None of that really matters. What matters most is how willing are you to listen, to learn, to ask questions, to remain open and curious? So I just offer that as an example of these, these rebirths we go through. They can be quite small. They can be quite big. They can show up in any area of life. So what, what area of life do you want to welcome a rebirth right now? Who would you be in that reborn form? How would you feel? What would you think when you have, during this transition, this threshold, this portal, <laughs> let go of, of anything that has come to its furthest limit, <laughs> that has come to its culmination in your life, this solstice period? And as you stand still and you pause and you reflect and you turn towards the future, as you turn towards not just next year, 2022, not just next month, January, not just tomorrow, but in this next moment, get even more clear on what you value and how you want to experience life. That's the beauty of solstice energy, I think. Not just happening twice a year, once in the summer and once in the winter, but how to embrace it and embody it whenever we feel called to transform and evolve. So I hope this offered something to you. These are just some rambles and thoughts, to be honest, <laughs> that I've been stewing in and swimming in. And like I said, I, I imagine I'm not alone in this. We are all moving through these cycles and these energies together. So thank you so much for being here and for connecting in this way. If something in this episode did resonate with you, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating or positive review. That's always appreciated to support the podcast and this message, share it with a friend. Let's see what other announcements. Um, 
I do have information about my private coaching program and private sessions that are available with me to do quantum astrology. If you are interested in astrology, I encourage you to check out the other episodes on this podcast. And I'm also putting a lot more content out there on YouTube. So know that that's available as well. I mean, if you're listening to this episode around the solstice, I talk a lot about these energies in the video that I just posted about the astrology of the week and energy of the week on my YouTube. So that's available there as well. And yeah, I think that's it. The last thing I want to say is, hmm, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you really being willing to show up and ask these questions and let them work on you, let them work with you so we can all drop into even more authentic versions of ourselves and to connect from that space deep inside our chests where body meets soul, heart to heart. And until we connect again from my heart to your heart, I love you.